Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Izzy. Hello. And today we have a very fun topic to talk about. But first, uh, Izzy, has there been any interesting thing going on in your uh, business lately? Well, <laughs> it's it's still a bit of a secret and only people who follow me on my stories know. But I've been branching out to uh, handmade sketchbooks. She, she made Yay! it her personal goal to make my sketchbook collection even bigger. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I got all these cute fabrics. And um, last year, my mom made little pouches and she has some fabric left over. So I'm going to make sketchbooks of those pouches too, of, of the fabric from the pouches. Mm-hmm. And I've got some faux leather and I'm trying different bookbinding techniques. And it's really, really interesting. And somehow it calms me down because I can just chill downstairs with my son, having the TV on, fold some paper, you know, stitch them together. It's really, really relaxing to do. And uh, right now I am still practicing because I, uh, I don't feel comfortable yet to putting them in the shop. And Caitlin was so nice to trust me in this process and also bought a sketchbook. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm looking really forward to trying it out. I already got a few sheets of her paper. Uh, yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see here the uh, like a uh, big sheet hanging up with all these little uh, landscape thingies that I've been making. They're and so I've been, cute. I've been trying out her uh, watercolor paper and it's amazing to work on. So I'm really looking forward to that sketchbook. It's such nice paper. It's Fabriano 100% cotton in cold press. And it's just, I think... and. I've never said this about a paper before, but I think I like it better than arches. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it's uh, it's pretty similar, but the texture is a little bit, uh, it's a bit finer. Different. It's yeah. a little bit finer than the arches texture. Uh, I really like it too. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, great to hear. So what are you up to? Well, uh, if you've been following me on Instagram, you already know this because I've been posting a lot about this the last two weeks or so. But I have my own kiln now. Um, And I've started working on uh, jewelry. Because I really wanted to try making jewelry. And I kind of got addicted to it. I Uh, saw that. (laughs) So I've been making lots and lots of little sculptures. uh, And turning them into earrings and into necklaces. And it's been... A lot of fun. And I just, this morning, I got a, a badge out of the kiln. That is, I did the lustre fire. So that's with real gold Ooh. on top. So this morning I unloaded and I can see like all the little gold details on all the new little pendants that I made. Oh my God, it's so cute. And I've been wanting to try out this ID, but I actually, let me, let me get these. Um, I actually have been making these little mod earrings. I'll show them on screen. Oh, I saw them. They are really, really cute, the moths. And uh, so what I did is I left the back unglazed so that you can uh, put essential oil on the back. Mm. And then you have your earrings with the essential oil. So you have like this the scent around you. Um, and I think that's really, I think that's a really cool idea. Um, because it also is like you have some natural perfume. And yeah. you don't have to put it on your skin, but you have it on your earrings. So. I think that's such a wonderful idea. And, you know, if you, 
I don't know if you learned this from your mother, but um, when I was young, I was uh, my mom teached me always that you should put your perfume behind your ears because as you walk around, then the the nice scent will spread around you, around your head. And when you are greeting people, you know, in the Netherlands, if we're greeting people, we usually give the three kisses, then they smell your perfume. So I think it's an awesome idea to put mm -hmm. it on your earrings. I actually uh, haven't heard that. I did hear somebody say that if you embrace someone, you give someone a hug, then yeah. it's very nice to have like the nice then, scent oh, around this you. This person smells so nice. Yeah, because otherwise it's like if you give someone a hug and you don't have anything on and you smell kind of bad, it's very mm -hmm. obvious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think that's really nice. And I personally really, I, I am really sensitive to uh, perfume. So I get really quickly that I get like allergic Headache? or get rash. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, or rash. Um, yeah, I, I get like itchy. Um, oh. So I don't wear a lot of perfume, but I really like like different essential oils, and I use them all the time. Mm, so yeah, lovely. So I'm really looking forward. I just got them out of the kiln. I'm going to uh, make some earrings out of them later today, and then I'm going to try it out and wear it myself and see Exciting. how it how it goes. For those who don't know or are not watching us right now, but listening somewhere else. I have these super cute chicken earrings from Caitlin. They're like little dangly and then they dangle around <laughs> and it has, it also has the beautiful gold luster stripes and they just make me so freaking happy because they are chickens. <laughs> yeah. I, I love to see that people are like so happy with these and wearing them. I'm wearing, uh, yeah. I'm wearing a little mushroom right now. I want to make like a whole line of autumn themed mushrooms uh, oh, autumn themed earrings so i'll have mushrooms and i'll have the mods but i'll combine the mods with like green and orange Ooh. colors with uh, with like green and orange beads i ordered some natural stone beads that are going to be really fun uh, so amazing. yeah it's going to be autumn themed and i'm going to release the line i think in the beginning of september well this is a nice um a nice plug of advertising to our subject of today. Yeah, because we're going to talk about how to market your art business. Yeah, uh, I, I get a lot of questions about this from new artists. Do, do you also get a lot of questions like new watercolor makers asking, how did you do it? How yeah, so I am a part of like a, a group of, um, not really a group, but like a group chat on Instagram. Uh, with different paint makers all over the world and they all struggle with sales right now mm -hmm. and but I see that they don't focus on marketing and I truly believe from the beginning already marketing is so super important because and that's my not my trick but that's always my goal I want people to fall in love with my product mm -hmm. and the only way you're gonna do that is marketing tell them about the pros tell them about uh why your product is better than somebody else's product even though it's the same thing mm -hmm. um and if you and you know and in that group they they like to complain about uh that their sales are not that their sales are not as they want to and i always say marketing 
And I, I feel like marketing is such a big topic that we can definitely split it into two podcasts. So we're going to talk about the social media side of things in this podcast. Yes. And then yes. in the next podcast, we're going to talk about the uh, not social media side, because there's a lot that goes into marketing. I feel like a lot of people hate marketing. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people hate promoting themselves because they see it as as that. They see it as uh, I have to shove my product in people's faces yes. and I have to make them feel uncomfortable by promoting my product. <laughs> That's how they like see marketing. Yes. You get like the, the shout outs on, on, uh, on YouTube. Like you have to stop and like you have to end your video with like subscribe and uh, like subscribe and comment because yeah you have to like market yourself or you'll have yeah. to be like go check out my uh patreon i really need your money <laughs> yeah but that's that's oh i always find that hard too because then you're you're actively asking for money mm -hmm. you know but become a bird member and help me support running my shop blah 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 but I always try to not see it as market myself, but market my products. Mm -hmm. um, I try to step away from the me. And I see this in my, in my marketing myself. Whenever I announce a new product or anything, um, I don't talk about me. I, I talk about my business and I talk about mm -hmm. we, you know, we in the sense like there's more than one person. And there is, there is me, the supplier, the manufacturer and all the other stuff. Um, but, but if you, if you step away from the me, it's easier to market yourself, I think, mm -hmm. and shove it down their throats because in the end of the day, you have to shove it down people's throats because you're still attached. If we're talking about social media, you're still attached to any social media's algorithm. Mm -hmm. And you may have 50,000 followers and maybe a handful only see your stories or your posts or your reels. Yeah, so you definitely have to you have to post a lot about it and you have to post it regularly and maybe you have to repeat yourself, but otherwise people won't see your stuff. Yeah, you definitely have to remember that when you post on any social media, uh, people are not going to see it as often as that you're seeing it. So while you mm -hmm. may feel like you're, you're like over uh, sharing or like you're, you're uh, repeating yourself a lot, people will most likely, even if they have seen it already, they'll most likely have forgotten about it. Like it will yeah. not be that present on, in their mind as it is in yours. So definitely don't worry about it. Um, also about the shoving stuff into people's faces. What <laughs> I think it, there's like a, a, a difference uh, with saying, hey, see this product, buy my product. Look at this, it's 40 euros, buy my product. Mm -hmm. And there's a different side about like showing how excited you are about your own product yes. and using it and showing yes. it how you can wear it in different ways of show it like in a nature environment. Um, I see a lot of new people that are new to marketing and stuff. I sh see them doing the first thing where they're like, look at this. This is new in my web shop. You can now buy it for 40 euros. Ooh. And then that's the whole post. Um, and 
Whereas now I would not be like, hey, look at this, you can buy it in my webshop for 40 euros. I would be like, oh, look at this, you can use it in this way. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. really like, I've been, I've been wearing it with these clothes and look at this. Uh, like I wouldn't be so much focused on here is it, go Selling. buy it. Yeah. I would be focused about, I am so excited about my own product. Yeah. Uh, I want you to be excited about it as well. Yes. And show them why are you so excited? Because it makes me happy. And look how pretty it is in nature. And look how it can help you, Mm -hmm. the the potential customer. Look how it can help you in your either day-to-day life, in how you look. Uh, That is so much more important than... Because if you just be like, hey, this is a new color. Go buy it. It's Mm -hmm. uh, quite expensive. But you can buy it here. And people will be like, why should I buy that? Why should I buy that? Mm-hmm. And and for you, of course, because you have paints. And of course, every paint yeah. is a new color. Every paint is a different yeah. granulation. But still, yeah. if you look at the picture of like a, a paint pen, there is only, uh, there, there is like, there are a couple things you can do. But there's like not a lot that you can you can't wear your paint in a different way or something. No, you have to show swatches and and the thing I have recently learned in like the last like last year um, is not only show them on my favorite paper, mm-hmm. but also show them on different kinds of paper because not everybody uses the same paper I do. Uh, and I don't even use the same paper I make my swatches on. I make my swatches on. Cadi uh, cotton paper, which is very rough and very uh, textured. So it shows granulation. But when I actually paint, I just use cold press, a regular, regular old cold press. Uh, and paints can look different. Yeah. So, so what I you're sh- saying, I should, I should show everyone uh, how the paints look in a different setting. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is like, don't, show all your paints in like the same way you always do but try to show it so that different people know how to use it and like they yeah. they know what to expect when they yes. buy your paints and the same with with for example ceramics um you show them with watercolor you show them with gouache uh you show them when you're on the go you know when mm-hmm. you're in a cafe drawing or painting uh, so it already shows you can use them for watercolors, you can use them for gouache, you can, it's small and handy, easy on the go. You're already showing a lot more than just, hey, this is my studio and a new paint palette. And what I like a lot about that is when you say like you, you go to a cafe and you use your watercolors and you show that you're using them. I yeah. really like about that is that you are showing yourself in yeah. a setting. So yeah. first of all, the people that possibly wants to buy your product gets to know you a little bit better, which I think yeah. is very, very, very nice, very, mm-hmm. very good for a brand. And also you'll show them a situation where they can picture themselves in, um, which is also very helpful because they, they'll be like, oh, I want to buy this watercolor set so that I can go out and uh, paint in cafes. Exactly. And I think, I think that's a great way to sell your product without being too pushy because basically you're just showing 
how you can use your product without using the words. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the strongest, um, I, want, I don't want to say marketing trick, uh, marketing technique uh, on social media right now is mm, make your potential customer feel like they see themselves in this setting, right? So they see a real watching you paint on location and then maybe they'll be like, oh, that's wonderful. I want to paint on location too. Oh, I should have this palette. This is awesome. Um, yeah, and they get, they also get like the little bit of fear of missing out there. Like, oh, I, <laughs> I really want to have that feeling that that person is feeling right now. I want to, I want to buy that feeling. You know, um, and the fear of missing out, the, the whole FOMO thing, I unintentionally use that a lot in my mm -hmm. marketing. <laughs> uh, and it's it's with words like limited edition or one time only chance or, you know, those kinds of things. Because paints, my paints, in a sense, are quite limited because I'm a one person company and I cannot make all the paints all the time. Mm -hmm. If I, w if I was a, like, a tiny little factory, I could, but I cannot. So usually it is limited and people have to wait a maybe a year until it comes back in stock again. And that also contributes to the whole, f the whole fear of missing out feeling. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's uh the same with your pink... <laughs> your pink moon palette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely did it that one time. Like I had this one time where I made, well, I didn't really made a mistake, but I was renting like the public kiln and uh, there was somebody else that put like a lot of pigment on one of their pieces. And somehow that pigment uh, influenced the entire kiln how the glaze turned out and oh, instead damn. of and instead of white pellets i then had pink pellets oh so, that is how they yeah that's how it happened oh and so i was like well i don't know how this happened uh i now have pink pellets i'm sure can't make these exact pink pellets again i guess they're kind of cute so i'm gonna market them as like really limited edition uh, and of course, my palettes are already limited edition because they're yeah. all one of a kind and I all mm -hmm. make them by hand. So people already have a little bit of this fear of missing out. But with that line, I really was like, okay, I only have these 12 and that's it. If you want a pink palette, this is your chance because uh, they're not going to restock again. Like, And that, that really worked. They were gone so fast. Oh my <laughs> like the god. pink I... pellets were gone so fast. I remember you making that post and I saw the pink moon palette and I I don't think I read your whole post. I was just like, I need to have one. <laughs> <laughs> you got one, right? I got... Mm, oh yeah, I got one pink moon palette and I got two pink cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're so cute. And I am really happy that I have them. I did not know it was... I knew you told me it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. um, but I never knew it was because of another person's uh, products in the kiln. I thought I thought it was just the wrong glazing you chose. No, it, it was like a mistake. Sometimes when you have a public kiln, people are just like, oh, this can go into the kiln. Don't worry about it. 
And then uh, when something like that happens, it can impact everything that's in the kiln. Um, and it's very annoying for Anya. She's the, the kiln owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, it's like the most annoying because then she'll have to explain to all the other people that somebody did something that she wasn't aware of and now their work got ruined. Uh, for me, it wasn't like I'm very flexible. For me, it was like, I still like this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes for some people, they had like a very specific vision in mind. And now they spend hours and hours working on their piece. And because somebody did like something reckless in the guild, uh, it didn't work out. So that's uh, that's oh, kind of that annoying. sucks. That really, really sucks. I, I do feel like the, the FOMO thing where you're like limited edition sometimes gets overused a little bit. If yes. you see like some bigger stationary brands, for example, they're often really like uh, a limited edition pens. Uh, get them now. Uh, oh my God, not- notebook therapy does that. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you have to buy it now because the sale ends in seven hours. Mm-hmm. And I swear, it's every day is the sale ends in seven hours. Yeah, it's, and every time every time you go to that product or their website, they're like, oh, so many people have that already in their baskets. Be quick before they're gone. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. But it's a, it's a marketing technique that I don't like. And by the... Uh, by, what you're saying i don't think you like that either mm-hmm. um but it does work somehow it does work and yeah. i think because it's a bigger company it is more acceptable maybe yeah to do that because as a small bit i if i would do that i would get very angry dms <laughs> yeah that's true I, I like it the way how it's done on Etsy, you know, where it's uh, when you go to Etsy, you sometimes see like so many people already have this in their basket. Yeah. And then you see like, oh, there's only three left or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I do, but that's true. Yeah. And I do kind of like it when it's used in that way. And yeah. it's not even that they're using it in the sense of they're highlighting a certain item. But it's like they're they're just showing, oh, if you want to get it, you better get it now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I do think, and that works. That that really works. That I definitely, definitely works. bought some stuff on Etsy because I was like, oh, people want this. Mm-hmm. I can see it's popular and I really like it too. So I better better be the first I one to get it. I better hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I could have just not buy it or buy something else or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Because Etsy also shows how many there's left in stock, mm-hmm. I think, right? So it's like 10 left, but 22 people have this in their basket. <laughs> what, what I've been doing um, for a little bit of FOMO, uh, I, I actually did it first uh, time last shop update is I I do my shop lounges, you know, like my shop is mm-hmm. not always online. I yeah, have I my shop too. online for like for like two weeks or something and then I'll close it back down again. Yeah. Um, and that way I can make a couple of posts on social media and I can spread out when my shop update launches. And then what I do is I put a, a discount code for the first two days. So if you get something within the first two days, 
that's very convenient for me because that means I can pick pack everything in one go. And then for the customer, it's like, if I get it now, I have a discount. But if I get it in like three days, I don't have a discount. So better um, get it now. Yeah, so so that's a little bit of like FOMO that I'm doing. It's like people will be will make sure that they're looking at my website within those first two days. Mm-hmm. And then if they're like, hmm, do I want to get this? I guess there's a discount now, so I'm going to get it. That's actually you know? a very good idea. And uh, that's been working very well. I've also been thinking about maybe making... Um, email list i guess that's not really social media but i feel like a lot of people have been messaging me that they don't always see my posts and that they missed a shop update because they didn't see my posts yeah Uh, so i've been thinking about starting an email list that i just sent out an email like this is the date for the shop update if you want to get something like in the first two days there's this discount so that people won't miss it I, I was thinking about the same thing simply because um, I have quite a loyal uh, customers list mm-hmm. um, and the most loyal are my bird members because they get separate, they get like early access, they got an extra uh, discount code. Um, and that's not, maybe it's not tr- really marketing, but uh, it's more of a like, a loyalty reward because mm-hmm. they do pay a lot to be a, to be a member so i think these extras are fine um, but they get kofi updates yeah and i'm like oh i'm gonna put these in my shop this and this date uh here's the link blah 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 and that's working great because none of my members have ever missed a shop update but i also got a lot of loyal customers who do who are not members and they are or missing out because my birds are snatching everything away. Thank you, birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they just miss out because the social media doesn't show them my posts. So yeah. I also was thinking about maybe uh, like a subscription, not subscription, subscribe to the newsletter thing. Mm-hmm. And I think because I am recently subscribed to other uh, makers for their newsletter because <laughs> They also handle it very, 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 very nice. So when you, the, the the marketing they use is if you subscribe to their newsletter, you get a certain percent uh, amount of your first order. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great strategy because it gives people an opportunity to have a little discount and you have a bit more reach with your email uh, email marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because back in the day, like maybe 20 years ago, email marketing was normal, right? You will get emails with, uh, with, new, new, with news and maybe blog posts and blah, blah, blah. And then it sort of disappeared because everything went to social media. And now social media is so overcrowded that people are started blogging again because vlogging is now uh, to the whole world is too saturated and the social media is too saturated with people and accounts that people are going back to blog posts and emails. 
Yeah, I also think that people were at a certain point, it's like you don't want to reach your email anymore because you get so many emails. Uh, And then you wouldn't subscribe to a newsletter because uh, you already get like eight newsletters of Mm. AliExpress and Etsy and... Oh, those AliExpress emails, my God. I especially hate the AliExpress emails because I've unsubscribed from them eight times and I've blocked their account and I and still, still get emails. And you still get emails. Same, me and too. I, I, I hate it so much. I regret ever buying, like I bought something once on AliExpress and I regret it so much. <laughs> but but I feel really like annoying. now people are starting to be more like, oh, I have this one or two things that I really don't want to miss an update from. And, and then they subscribe. And then social media isn't like th- they don't get notifications anymore. Mm-hmm. So then they subscribe to a newsletter. So the really important things they get an email from. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's nice. I, I still need to look into it. Um, but that's also another reason why uh, if you like people want to see your stuff And social media right now is making it very difficult. So really, it's okay to post things more than once. It's okay to uh, make multiple posts about the same subject. And be sure that people who want to see your information can actually find it. Yeah. So maybe you should post it uh, Maybe every day for a week in your stories or in, as a reel or as a post. But just, you know, don't uh, don't re-upload the same image. Mm-hmm. But then you can yeah. upload the same message in a different way. Yeah, like, or I, you can like, upload the same items in like yeah. a, a, a different photo. Setting. Yeah, but because look what you are doing. You're like making cute reels with... Uh, uploading my ceramic paint pans until I sell them day 15. <laughs> That's yeah. so cute because every reel is different and every reel you see you working on a different painting, even though it maybe show the same uh, ceramics, it's still a different, it's the same mm-hmm. message in a different setting. Yeah, and then people, uh, if they watched one, they'll most likely get like more... Um, from the algorithm, they'll see like the, the new versions, or they're yeah. like, "Oh, I've seen day fifteen. I want to see what she made before, so I can yeah, watch day ex- one to 14. <laughs> exactly, and then they go to your account and be like, "Whoa, who's this awesome ceramic maker? Oh my god, she also makes earrings. How cute! Look at these chickens." <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what I like about series. I've been doing a lot of series lately. Uh, do you have any? like posting system for social media do you do you think do you just post whenever you want to post or have you been thinking like oh i need to post once a day or i need to post three times a week i have let that go ever since i became a mom Uh, i i let go of that because i i used to i used to make a reel almost every single day Mm mm-hmm and it, it did give me a lot of new followers, but it didn't specific, specifically give me a lot of new customers who actually buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turned a bit into a quantity over quality thing. 
and I really didn't like that. And when I became a mom, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time anyway, so I stopped posting regularly. Um, but now, now that I have a bit more time, I'm trying to post more. The on my stories, I'm always active, but like the actual posts, uh, I don't schedule them. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a very impulsive person. And like whenever I'm, for example, the before we started this podcast, I had a little bit of time left. And I thought it would be a great idea to try a new pigment. And I could film that, edit it later, and then post it later. But instead, I just, I just do it on the go. And almost like live. So when I'm working on a pigment, you will see it on my stories. And I will create a pretty picture afterwards. And I will post it immediately. Mm -hmm. First, because I am still excited over the color I just made. So that excitement I can put in the post text. And mm -hmm. um, I, I do make pictures of different angles. So maybe I can upload it on a later date when I'm like, I need to post something, uh, but I'm, I didn't do anything. So, you know, like backup post pictures. Uh, but other than that, I don't schedule anything. I don't have a plan because I feel like the algorithm changes every single day, which is the nature of an algorithm because it, by nature, it, it, it uh, evolves itself to all users. Um, so I don't feel the pressure of having like a posting schedule, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think. I, so do I do? don't really have a schedule or something. Uh, I, I do try to constantly be thinking about, can I turn this into a post? Uh, yeah. and, and I also try to have just fun with it. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are really pressured and they feel like the posting is like really frustrating. Um, and I just really try to think like, oh, is this a cool idea? Want, do I want to turn this like into a cool reel or a cool post or something? Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll really, so maybe I'll be painting and then suddenly I have like pretty light coming from the window. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this light hits my painting so nice. I'm, I'm going to take a picture right now because this is like a really nice situation. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'll be thinking about an issue or a problem that I have. And then I'm like, can I show this problem in video format? I've been oh, yeah. doing that with like uh, a couple of days ago. I had the video that's like, oh, I was filming myself and I had like this really nice little corner on my uh, table that was all nice and clean. But the rest of my table was a mess. Oh, I saw so, that. What what you see and what you see. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you see me like with the little perfect corner, but actually my table looks like this. And that's very relatable and I think that's that's quite funny uh, and it, it makes is. people feel like uh, comfortable because they're yeah. like oh I thought this other person was having like a perfectly neat desk and being so organized but actually they're just like me and they have a mess 
yeah that's what i i always like to show regularly on my stories as well it's like you first see a cute swatch picture of this beautiful paint and it's perfect and it's granulation but it's always a zoomed in picture of like mm -hmm. a swatch on a piece of fabric but the fabric is just like a pillowcase mm -hmm. and it has like dry flowers and it's awesome and then i zoom out and you see the whole mess on my desk <laughs> And, and people really like to see that you're also just human, that you're yes. not like a fabric that uh, just produces paint. Exactly. And I think it's also maybe a generational thing, like because I see a lot of businesses on Instagram who are like maybe our parents age mm -hmm. and uh, they post solely about their products, right? Um products in different settings and that is fine but they never show a, a personal side and i think showing your person and, and it's without you know if you're not being comfortable with showing your face you can still show personal things without showing your face you know like the messy desk you don't mm -hmm. you don't need to see the face for the messy desk um and it i it, just like you said it makes people m more comfortable and especially i think it's important relatable mm -hmm. and you can let your personality shine through a post even if you're not showing yourself as a person definitely because if you like to make jokes or if you like to show that you like cute things or stuff or yeah. you say you've been going to these new action movies or something and you post about that yep. um, and and somehow really often you can see by the work that people make uh, you you can also see what they like and then if you combine those things you get an even more whole image of like um, the type of person that can connect with those products yeah uh, and I, I think that's really cool. And that works very well. I barely buy from people that I only know the products of. Me too. Yeah, me too. I like it when there's a bit of personality in their stories or their posts. Uh, even if it's just, even if they're just showing their pets, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, or there are other people who, who constantly uh, share their work and then memes that are super funny, mm -hmm. um, that, that gives you a sense of their humor. Uh, or, or, or you have people who are complaining about certain things in daily life. And I think everybody likes to complain. So again, that's also a nice personal touch. Uh, and that is where I usually either start a conversation with or uh, I buy their products because it's just awesome. And I think that uh, a lot of people fear that they're not being professional on their uh, accounts. Uh, like they feel like what, wherever you're posting, like all this stuff doesn't really matter if it's for Instagram, if it's for TikTok, if it's for YouTube, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, people feel like they need to keep up an X because they want to come across as professional. Yeah, but that's my question. What is professional, you know? Why do mm -hmm. we still have, why does our generation still have this image in their mind that professional means uh, unpersonal, means mm -hmm. business, means people in suits, means TV commercials, 
you know, we are basically very small businesses. And um, we, we declare for our own company, it's, it's our, uh, how do you say, it's our decision what is professional, right? Mm-hmm. I, so see, professional? I see professional more as uh, being respectful. Uh, responding to like questions and stuff of course is professional like if you get a question about where uh, the product is that they ordered or if you get the question about when your restock is going to happen of course answering to those questions is a form of professional like living up to your responsibilities as a business owner is of course professional Um, and, and I just feel like sometimes you see some posts and uh, you said about complaining I agree but I also disagree because I uh, when I see people complaining the whole time there is a certain point where I'm like but I've also seen you have all these successes and I feel like you're not grateful for them yes but I meant yes I I that is true. That I totally agree on. What I meant with my uh, mm-hmm. thing about complaining is like daily things, like the train is late mm-hmm. or it's raining and I have to take the bus, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. If they oh, are yeah, complaining, that... if they are complaining about, oh my God, I have, uh, I have uh, 100 uh, pants of gold and I only sold 90. Uh, uh, that is no. <laughs> I sometimes see see like stories where people are like, uh, so they're like, oh, when you've worked so hard for your new convention and the shop next to you steals all your business. Like this is a very rough, <gasps> I don't know exactly what it said, but like something like that instantly that makes me go like professional yeah something like that instantly makes me not like you and not want to buy for, from you if you are talking other people down yes yes exactly and and i'm so i know that people look at me and think i'm very social but i'm actually very awkward and i know i'm not always very good with words and sometimes people think that i am complaining about other people but i'm actually trying to express like uh, what I feel that I'm doing wrong but then they feel like I'm complaining about other people but that's almost never how I mean it really? and then when I see somebody else talk like that I'm first like okay is this person not meaning this thing and then I'm like okay but if they are meaning it then that's very rude <laughs> that is very 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 rude I mean you can feel that way but it's not, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I should not. That is the thing, you know, it's mm-hmm. the same thing as, it's all about communication. It's the same thing for as, for example, I have a shop update and one mm-hmm. of my other paint friends around the same time have also a shop update. You could, you could be angry at the other person because they're stealing all my customers. Or you can talk about it. You can be like, hey. Uh, I'm having a shop update this and then. I see you also have around the same date have a shop update. Uh, are you comfortable with that? Do you maybe want to 
talk about maybe changing our dates, blah, 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 blah. How do you feel about that? And that is way more professional than saying absolutely nothing and at the end be like, oh, they stole all my customers because they had a shop update first. Yeah, and, and also try to uh, look around and uh, see how you can be nice to each other. I, I feel like this is not really in the marketing strategy, but it is in uh, like keeping friendly with each other because I feel like the best marketing is uh, customer satisfaction. And most of the time, your uh, other art business people are also your customers and if you are yep. professional in the sense that you are respectful uh, that you uh, also want them to succeed they possibly also want you to succeed and with yes. that uh, it's first of all better for your own mental sanity because uh, you're not making yourself crazy about like getting all these negative feelings uh, because you feel like, oh, they're stealing my customers. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good reason already to not like have this negative mindset. But also, if you're having friends within the community, you they will probably promote your products for you, which is great. For awesome. free. You are wearing my chicken earrings and showing I them am. in your uh, stories and stuff. That's, because I like you. <laughs> and that's awesome marketing for me. That is awesome marketing. And that's only possible because I'm not being rude towards you. <laughs> no, you are not. How surprising. How refreshing. <laughs> and and um, also, like, th they will probably promote your products. Of course, you should also, like, uh, do it for them. So if you really like their products, you should also promote their products. Um, I do say you have to genuinely like what they're doing because otherwise it may feel fake for the people yeah. that are looking at your account. But if you really like, you should definitely promote for them and then maybe they'll promote for you if they really like your products. And I, I think that really does a lot. It's like It's like the influencer marketing thing where it's like, but instead of you're sending your products to other to influencers, you're sending it to other makers who are kind of influencers. You get what I mean? Yeah, they can definitely influence other people to buy your stuff because. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but that's the thing about the word influencer. You know, the influencers these days are those huge accounts, and I don't think they are influencers in the sense of. The influencers we know, like Kim Kardashian, she's a huge influencer. But I believe if Kim Kardashian would say something about my watercolors, I don't, I genuinely don't think that my sales would skyrocket just because she says so. Yeah. You know, I don't think that because it should be, if maybe, if I do think that Kim Kardashian, if she's wearing your earrings, that you would skyrocket because earrings is like a fashion thing and she is a fashion thing influencer. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. But it's like, remember, um, no, 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 I'm going off topic. I wanted to talk about, <laughs> Never mind. I wanted to say, remember when she went to, went to, uh, what was it? Um, law school and nobody took her seriously. That is how I feel if she 
suddenly starts painting. Starts painting. <laughs> <laughs> but if she's wearing your earrings, yeah, then you will skyrocket. But maybe she'll have like a, a, a how is it called? She'll be like, I'm gonna change my life, uh, life, and I'm gonna be a nature artist. And then <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm so full of plastic. I, I, I'm now going to cleanse myself. I'm wearing essential oil earrings by Caitlin Bongers. <laughs> Nothing against Kim Kardashian or the people Nothing who like it. She, but she is just like her whole, like her mother and her whole family. They are marketing experts. They know Definitely. how to market their things. They definitely. definitely know. I have seen some, uh, uh, like they were in some kind of um, fashion thing, and they had uh, they had b- bags of certain brands, and then there were paparazzi shooting pictures of them, and they covered their the brand of their purses. They covered it with their hands because the brand didn't pay them for this uh, marketing thing, because everything they do and wear is essentially free marketing for every brand. Mm-hmm. But because this brand didn't pay them, they were like covering up the logos. Oh. And I thought, holy shit, that is super smart. And then they're like, this brand has to pay me before exactly. uh, I'm gonna show that, yeah. Exactly. Oh, so I don't if think you... we have this level of person in the artist world. We have We have certain YouTubers, obviously, who have a big following. Uh, but they do not have the. Hu- if one of those big YouTubers would be like, I've got some handmade watercolors from Simply Easy Design, I would be extremely happy and extremely grateful. Um, but I don't think I would explode, that my business would explode. So I don't know if you thought about this because we haven't discussed it before the podcast but do you know some people in the art industry who do marketing very well like who are the people that we as a small art business people uh, should look look up to to see how they're um, marketing stuff and you can think about it for a little while i am going to say jessa is probably one of them yes I think Jezza is very well in like uh, marketing stuff and uh, making it like hype. (laughs) He can hype things up really, really well. Um, I also think about, when I think about Jezza, I also think about, God, what's her name? Chloe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think she's. Yeah, I I know who you mean. but I don't know her account very well, but she shows like a lot of art boxes, right? Yes, exactly. She she is an artist and she did these reviews and stuff. Um, and then it started with some art subscription boxes that she reviewed. And then it slowly turned into an art subscription, an art subscription box review channel. Mm-hmm. Because she did a lot of those art subscription box. And... Uh, I think she did it really, really well because she shows what's in the box, what what brands she likes, what what she doesn't like of brands, and she also showed boxes who uh, um, who collaborated with smaller artists. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an, maybe an opportunity for the future. Uh, these art subscription boxes because these boxes are great for people who are creative, but they are exploring other mediums. Mm-hmm. 
I think that is great. And I also think that Raid Super Raid Dizzle. I, I, don't, I don't know them, I think. I think that's her name, but she is... I don't know if she's still active on YouTube, but she used to do a lot of product reviews in a very funny way. For example, she would be like uh, comparing pencils of the dollar store with um, with Prime Attack, you know? Mm-hmm. Prime Attack. What am I saying? Uh, with, oh shit, what's the name? Polychromos. And then she would do, she's a really good artist. She would make a drawing side by side and compare the two. And then it was like the review and her thoughts about the polychromos versus dollar store. So it's not only look at my art. Uh, I can draw really well. Uh, do you like my art? No, it's it's no. also adding value for the people watching uh, yes. that they are like, oh, I like drawing too. And now this amazing yes. artist is showing the difference between dollar store exactly. and polychromos. And, and the, yeah, and, and this brand. And it's very, very interesting. Or she, she tries... Um, What's well? What's the guy's name again? Stewart, who had the black is black or the gold is gold and the pink is pink. Mm-hmm. And then Stewart is also very good in marketing, but sometimes I believe he he over. How do you say he over exaggerates? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw that with his latest post about I think he had a chrome uh, color shifting pigment. I think it was. And to me, as a paint maker, I was like, dude, you, you can just get them in China. You did not make them in your lab and blah, blah, blah. So I'm always like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. But then she buys the product and then uh, she shows it to everyone in real life setting. Mm-hmm. So she did the blackest black. And Stuart is showing the black as black as truly, truly black, black. And then she did it and it was like, eh, it is super black, but it's not like black, black. Yeah. And the same thing she did with his silver. And I think that makes, that shows great value to the watcher because then they can make their own decision. Okay, Stuart says this, this YouTuber says that. I can make Mm -hmm. my own decision if I want to buy this, yes or no. And that's great because, of course, when you're showing your own products on your Instagram and stuff, you're going to show the nicest uh, version of it yes. that you can. And then yes. if you have other people using your products, they are going to show a more honest version, probably. Exactly. And if that is a good, um, like what, what I told you before about customer satisfaction, mm-hmm. is like if, if they are really excited about your products, that's going to make other people buy your products because they're like not only is this account showing how good it is but other accounts are also showing how good it is exactly and that is actually i've been thinking about this for a while but it is quite a lot of work so i've been pushing it forward every time but um i did this with one product on my on my in my web shop Mm -hmm. i added i first asked her permission but then i added pictures of her painting she made using my paint Mm -hmm. and then i i added those pictures as one of the product pictures in my for for that kind of paint but i want to do this with all my paints because it shows it it works like a two-way street right it shows the potential buyer how it looks on Mm -hmm. with other people in different kinds of works and it also because i add the instagram handle of the person to the to the picture 
it also is a little bit of marketing for that artist yeah. who did this for me. So I've been thinking about that because it also shows appreciation for my customers. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just a lot of work, but I've been thinking about doing that. Uh, I wanted to talk about maybe a couple of more Instagram accounts that I feel like do marketing really well. Oh, um, yes. Uh, there is this person, she's called um, Elise Brian Design. I will add all the tags in the YouTube description, by the way. Uh, and if you're listening to this on Spotify, I think there's also a Spotify description. Uh, so you can find them there. Uh a Elise Brian design, she does like uh, a lot of stationery that she makes. So she makes the designs on her iPad and stuff, and then she makes stickers and stationery out of it. And I feel like this is maybe something that I find very hard to market because I feel like I have a sticker and then I can just take a picture of a sticker or I can make like a video of me sticking the sticker on something. But she does it really well. Like she uh, has these, um, she often makes these videos of like her products arriving and then she'll unbox them. And she's like, oh, yeah. oh my God, they're bigger than I expected. Or she's like, oh no, I have uh, like something messed up and now I have to fix it. Um, or she's like, I had to reorder all these stickers and now I have 20,000 euros uh, in stickers or something. <laughs> Oh my god! And of course, that's that's big amount. But she really has that like uh, you you watch the video and you're like, look at all this stuff that's going on in her business. Uh, and I think that she's doing it very well. Mm -hmm. I also um, so if you think about the paint makers, I know there are uh, two paint makers that I really feel like connect to a certain style uh, and I'm going to say Lau um, so she's called Ti Tiny Clouds she has this really soft pastel-y style and dreamy. dreamy and I feel like it's a lot connected to horoscopes and yeah. to like galaxies and stuff and, and she really holds on to that style. So every video she, she posts and every post that she makes really has that style. Uh, and I think that if people like that, they'll probably go back to her again and again and again. Uh, because that's like the person they associate with that kind of style. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to say uh, Claire. Oh, um, yeah. I, I think she's just called Claire Chi Studio. Yeah, Claire yeah. Chi dot Studio. Uh, she has like this. Of course, you you associate the, the shimmer paints with her because she makes by far the best shimmer paints that I know. Oh, they're so good. Uh, but she makes a lot of posts where it's like uh, either a whole bunch of pens neatly stacked against each other and you have like all the different oh, colors and yes. then a sort of paper underneath it and you have the swatches next to it and mm. you have like like this really nice you should definitely check her out because you'll see what i mean her when whole you... page is so aesthetically pleasing it's amazing and she also has these like very simplified pictures of her dot sheets yeah. Uh, she sells very big dot sheets with like 
200 dots. Hmm. I don't know how many dots are these. Yeah, I think it's like all her colors or something. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of colors. And then the way that she makes the pictures is just really nice and simple and pleasing. And clean. Yeah, it's, it's really clean. And she um, repeats the same way of making the pictures. Uh, but it's like not next to each other. So every five posts she will have a picture like that or something. Yeah, I think it's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so go check her out if you need to. Like, definitely look at other people if you need to have some inspiration of how to make posts. And I also want to say experiment a lot. You don't want to, of course, become a copy of someone else. You want to find don't something. Copy. You want to find something that um, that's really like is becoming your style. And of course, you can change with your style. If you don't want it anymore. But uh, yeah, just experiment. I want to. I look at the time. And I see we need to close off this podcast. But I want to ask. One more thing. If you think about my Instagram. Do you think there is anything. That you want to say. Like that's so. Caitlin. Me or the, yeah. the people. Oh me. Uh. <laughs> yes you. Yes me. Let me grab your Instagram. That is so you. Yeah, I right before looking at it, I see pinkish, brownish colors. Pastel like mm -hmm. colors that I say, yeah, there's that is truly Caitlin. Um I also see you use a lot of natural light, natural mm -hmm. lighting. So it's very in contrast with with my pictures because my pictures are always Oversat not oversaturated, but very saturated. Contrast is a bit up, and you can see it's studio lighting. But yours is very natural. Oh, organic. I, that's that's how I want to call it. Mm -hmm. I think your style is very organic, and um, I think you're just like me. Like you have a like Claire has a very set style on her uh, page. So when you look at her page, it's very cohesive and very aesthetically pleasing. And I think both you and I, we have a certain style that we like, but we are more flexible with it. Because, yeah. for example, sunlight, sometimes it's cloudy, sometimes it's super sunny. Um, and our products are not always from the pictures from the same angle, not always in the same, of course, not the same shapes. Um, I, I feel so like Claire really has a clear image in mind of what she wants with her pictures yeah. so she'll be like uh, i'll set up a space and there i make my pictures yeah. and we are more like oh that looks interesting let me take a picture yeah exactly and that makes it a bit i don't i don't want to say that her pictures are static because they're not uh but because they're all the same style it's very pretty and aesthetic and ours is a little bit more natural in the sense as just like nature, we go like this. <laughs> we mm -hmm. go crisscross. It, it's it's kind of messy, but because it's all filtered through our sense of uh, beauty, it fits together. And that exactly. makes it a whole aesthetic. And it's a different way of approaching, but you can keep in mind, like, if you are somebody who likes to have everything very neat, then maybe you can uh, do some photograph sessions 
and have a whole bunch of pictures saved up so that you mm-hmm. can do regular posts in the same style. Mm-hmm. And if you're more like uh, you see something and you want to capture that and you want to make a, sp- a spontaneous post about that, like how we work, then maybe you can try that out. Definitely try yeah. out both ways and maybe one works a lot better for you. Yeah. And I also got a question for the people who are listening. We have been talking about the marketing on Instagram, but what we didn't, or social media in general, but what we didn't talk about is paid ads on social Mm -hmm. media. I do not have any experience with that. I don't know if you have any experience with paid ads. I know there was like a certain time, like a year or two years ago, where Instagram gave away like 20 euros of free ads or something. Yeah, that's true. And, And I used those but i used that one too but it, i didn't see any no i also but i haven't really used it um at all i kind of want to try it out and see if it does anything just to talk about it but also i feel like it's a waste of money i feel like it maybe yeah, doesn't do anything yeah so that's a bit of that's why we don't we didn't talk about it in this episode because we simply do not have the experience but if we do uh we will definitely talk about it Mm -hmm. all right i really enjoyed this uh this podcast yes Uh, and i'm i'm looking forward to talking about the not social media side because i think that's gonna be i think we're pretty much uh, a lot social media uh focused because we sell a lot of our work but i think we also do quite a lot both of us to not be solely dependent on social media. Uh, And I think that's going to be interesting to talk. See you in the next podcast. Yeah, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.